What's up? Greetings to our audience, whether this is your first time listening or you have tuned in with us before. This is the Wellness and Health Action Team, otherwise known as WHAT, presenting What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. The WHAT team is located in Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC, and is committed to supporting and advocating for the well-being of individuals and communities. In our podcast, we'll explore health topics that directly influence your well-being as a student at PSU. Now, let's get into it. Hey, everybody. So today, in this episode, we will talk about stress. (laughs) Stress. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Stress. Isn't everybody stressed? Who isn't stressed? Who isn't stressed? Yeah. Speaking of stress... So let's let's define that. Let's go ahead and define that. So yeah. the APA Dictionary of Psychology, um, APA being the American Psychological Association, uh, they define stress as the physiological or psychological response to internal or external stressors. Stress involves changing, affecting changes affecting nearly every system of the body, influencing how people feel and behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of a wordy. Yeah, it's a, a very wordy one, a very general one, you know, yeah. that, like, I mean, that's why it's dictionary definition, yeah. you know, but of course, we understand that stress can look and feel very different for, you know, everyone. Oh, God, yeah. Um, how would you personally describe uh, or, you know, define stress? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, Stress to me is something happening and it affecting my body in a way that makes me more alert, uh, that makes me think more about my surroundings and what's happening. It definitely influences my behavior, my uh, emotion at the time, whatever I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. It could induce anxiety. Um, I think that's something that would tie in with it. and sometimes, I don't know. Ugh, yeah, I get. What about what about you? <laughs> me? Yeah, you kind of like, you know, hit all the points for me, really, because it really induces your stress, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who <laughs> tries to look at stress in a more like um, positive way, because I feel mm-hmm. like stress, yes, of course, it can cause harm to your health, to your mental health, your physical health, all of those. But I feel like it's also, there's like a quote unquote good amount of stress, you know, oh, yeah. like it's good to have that good amount of stress per day because it, like you said, it keeps us alert, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like it's important to stay alert and have your guard up, you know? Yes. Um, but I remember in a class of mine recently, we were discussing about different stressors that um, that would impact like family and individuals. And a part of this article that I was reading, it mentioned how stress challenges our resilience, Ooh. which I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, hmm, it does. I was, I was like, stress itself is a challenge, you know? But when we think of it in terms of challenging our resilience, I'm just like, yeah, if we are able to overcome, because of course there's long-term and short-term stress, yes. our stressors, um, once you overcome, whether it's a short-term or long-term, it's an accomplishment. You know, like, I feel like after you go through that, like, obstacle is an achievement and you should gain, you always gain something from it. Whether it's a good or a bad thing, you still gain, like, some knowledge from it. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) You are 
so well spoken at this time of the day. It's not even that early. It's literally <laughs> only 11 a.m. It's just like, I don't know, my brain doesn't turn on until like maybe 15 minutes from now. So, but wow, that was really well said. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually a great, uh, great flow into our next thing. So there's two types of stress pretty much. There's stress and distress. So eustress is more positive stress, so uh, more short-term, kind of like what you were saying, mm -hmm. things that challenge your resilience in a positive way. So let's say you're kind of stressed out for a test, yes. and it's not the biggest test in the world, it's nothing yeah. extreme, but you know, a test in a class. Yeah. Um, you're stressed and then you end up studying because of the stress surrounding this test. Mm -hmm. um, you get a little bit anxiety about it, but that also kind of pushes you to focus more on spending time learning the information needed for the test and all of those kinds of things. And then once the test is taken, that stress is kind of relieved and mm -hmm. you don't experience it anymore. Yes, so that's correct. an example of you stress. Mm -hmm. Something I think that's pretty interesting is if you go back to like, um, I don't know, Neanderthal times, right? <laughs> yes. You stress would be like, oh, I am stressed out that this line is, or this mountain line is going to kill me. Oh. It's like, yeah, you got to have that stress because you can't, you know, you can't just live your life totally calm when animals are trying to kill you all the time. So it kind yeah. of stems from like, yeah, there's some stress that is positive in that way that it helps you mm -hmm. um, stay alive, Correct. survive and go yeah. through your life. Yeah. Now, distress, on the other hand, oof. That's a heavy one. <laughs> That's oof. We do not want to be distressed. Correct. Um, or experience distress. Um, mm -hmm. It does happen inevitably to everyone. But that is more of a negative stress, which could also look like chronic stress, mm -hmm. um, things that aren't as healthy for you uh, in terms of the healthy amount of stress that one may have. Yes. So uh, I guess a personal experience of like, or not a personal experience, an example of distress or chronic stress even could be like uh, coming from a lower, lower socioeconomic status and mm -hmm. living um, at the poverty line, for example, that will put you in a lot of distress. And that will be chronic stress. That is something that is not fair. It's not, uh, it, it treats your your life, you live it very differently because of that. Yeah. And you experience a lot of distress because of that. And it's not something that helps you or challenges your resilience in a positive way. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for um, that, that, the, the example of distress that you mentioned um, is a lot of times it's out of your control. Oh, yeah. You know, and I feel like, of course, most of us, we, we wish we could control certain uh, circumstances like that. But mm -hmm. since it's out of our own control, that's when it starts to become a distress and a long term stressor, you know, because like you're just all constantly thinking about it. You're like, oh, I wish I can do this and that. But like realistic wise, you can't. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the distress comes in and mm -hmm. Not we none of us deserve to you know experience that, but yeah, I know it, it happens to people, and I'm sure it happens, it happened to us too. So, and we can speak more about our own experience with that, but yeah, that's just a general term of the difference. Because uh, thank you for bringing that up. Actually, I was looking at, I was like, what's what is you stress? Like at first, I was like, because I of course know what <laughs> short term stress is, but like using that specific term, I'm like, you stress? I'm like, hmm, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate breaking that down and, um, you know, defining it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it came up in my stress. I had a class called stress management 
which is part of the core requirements for the public health major. Correct. Do you have that class? I am currently enrolled in that course oh, right now. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, I am currently enrolled in the class, but it's great that we, you know, you've taken the class and I'm currently in it right yeah. now, so we can definitely get different perspectives. On yeah, that course. Um, and stress comes up so much in all of the yes. public health classes. So it's... much, so much, like literally. <laughs> talking about the stress. <laughs> Um, for sure. But yeah, you know, it's just, just challenges. I feel like we're both. In yeah. I think something key that you said was that out of control aspect, which yes. really defines that distress mm -hmm. and um, large amounts of distress is so unhealthy for you. Mm -hmm. It produces more cortisol um, and it it's long term. It is not good for your body. It it's mm -hmm. gonna ooh, it's gonna hurt your brain. It's gonna hurt your organs. <laughs> gonna hurt everything within you. It is not right. good to live with that exactly. amount, kinds of amount exactly. of stress in your life. Yeah, stress can definitely impact, like you know, all form, all aspect of your health. Yeah. Um, but personally, for me, I think when I'm experiencing um, like a short term or acute stress, I mainly notice the physical, like you know, symptoms of it mm. like it takes a toll on it affects like um my sleep schedule yeah um my eating habits for sure like i'll start eating at irregular times i will start snacking more often oh, dude same um quote unquote stress eating that's uh, <laughs> something else but anyway uh and then i just feel like i get a lot of like like tensions in my muscles as well you know mm, like muscle it, tightness yeah muscle tightness for sure because like it, it's actually like a whole effect with the sleep and the muscles for me because when i am not sleeping well when i'm stressed i tend to tense up like my shoulders area like that mm. muscle right there like it tends up really um quickly and so that's how i kind of notice my uh the effect on stress for me how about you yeah how, how does stress affect you physically or any other form? i hold a lot of it in my jaw i um okay full disclosure <laughs> we're we are opening up on this podcast okay yeah so i have to wear this really thick retainer thing so that way i don't just clench and grind my teeth down into little nubs um it's pretty bad but the night guard helps me. So that's just like one of the examples. But yes, stress can yeah. manifest in so many different physical ways. Mm -hmm. um, some examples could be like heart palpitations. Your heart can beat a lot faster when you're stressed. Um, you can sweat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Muscle think sweating, tightness, like you mentioned. I think sweating is a common one, you know. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know, like people stress when they sleep. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. yeah, 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 people do. Yeah, sorry, I don't, for a second, I'm like, wait, do people? Yeah, yeah they do. Um, but yeah, I guess people sweat like when they're like, when they're awake consciously, you know, yeah. when they're stressed, they, people just sweat. Fun fact about uh, sweating, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to know this. Yeah, 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 of um, course. Stress sweat is like, it, it releases a different kind of pheromone than normal workout sweat, like when oh. you're hot or your body's trying to cool down. Yeah. So for example, I experience this myself. I don't know about you, and I'm sure some of the listeners may experience this as well. But when I'm stressed and I get the stress sweats, mm -hmm. she's a little stinkier than uh, okay. normal sweat. So, okay. like, you know, there's the workout BO, which is like, you know, I think everyone, you know, sweats yeah. and yeah, smells yeah. a little bit of when they course. work out. But for me, it's never like, it's never crazy. But if I have the stress sweats, oh, ooh, girl, wow. multiple layers of deodorant, it's, <laughs> it's rough. It's, it's rough out here. It's rough out here, guys. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, but that's just a little fun fact about yeah, stress yeah. sweat. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow, I 
Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, good to know. We're learning so much about Sussy today. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I promise God uh, I have good hygiene. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on to ooh, what we love is work life balance oh, and stress yeah. or just the balance itself. Mm. But um, what do you think about? Because it's, it's like a, I've been hearing a lot of things having this discussion with my um, <clears throat> friends is that work-life balance. Do mm. you think it exists? Do you think it doesn't? What do you think? It better <laughs> exist. I, I freaking hope so. <laughs> you know, I hope and I wish for everyone to have a good balance of that work-life experience. No one should be dedicating their entire waking moments to any sort of job or anything. I mean, hey, if you have the desire to and you and it makes you happy and you are genuinely fulfilled and satisfied doing it all the time, mm -hmm. that is totally for you. But mm -hmm. if you're like maybe most of the population, sometimes <laughs> we just got to work to work and we have to work to make money and live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And having that balance is so important. And not only just work like a like work work but also like academic work right not like working as occupation but like yeah school. Well, there academic you go. that's the word gotcha <laughs> um yeah i mean like being able to balance we have so many things to balance nowadays we have our academic lives as college students we have our academic mm -hmm. lives a lot of us have occupational lives thank you for that word <laughs> occupational lives um personal life balance yes. social life balance and then i don't know about you but for me there's all like you know, oh, I have to maintain a healthy body. I have to eat well. I have to work out. I also have to do all of my hygiene, you know, mm. like there's just so much we have to think about yeah. and balance and balancing all those things can definitely create a lot of stress, especially when yeah. you don't, when you feel like it's not balanced. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, I guess that's my outlook on it. What about you? Oh yeah. Um, definitely balance is a huge one because once you're out of balance it, it could be like the little things you know like the like what you mentioned earlier is like i gotta feed myself i gotta sleep i gotta work out you know like all those yeah. just basic necessities and essentials for yourself and once you um like for example when you're sick and when you're not feeling well and you're not under the weather you don't do that's not like your priority you're like oh i gotta go to the gym oh, oh i gotta go God, do no. laundry i gotta you know yeah that's definitely not your priority your priority is just I need to stay in bed and rest or sleep, you yeah, know, right. that's, it's different. But like when you're out of balance, that's for me, like, I just kind of just drop everything. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't care about this. Um, but yeah, personally for me, uh, a work-life balance is just, um, let's see, how do I say this? Because I actually don't have it figured out. It's shocking. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard to get that balance going. Yeah, I definitely don't have it down, nor do I have a plan or like, I, I don't definitely, it's not, it's something I'm constantly working on. But for me, I just try to keep like my work, like working as, you know, a peer health educator. I definitely feel uh, like I have the opportunity to just do my work here mm. and not have to bring it back home or worry about it yes. which i'm super super grateful for because i understand there's some individuals that have to you know bring work home and like they have to complete they have to like you know finish those work at home but um in my case i don't have to worry about that because i have school to worry about yeah. <laughs> when i get home and so it's just really nice for me to just um you know finish work here and then leave and not have to worry about that you know so 
I feel my same. my occupational work is cut out for me here, but my academic work will continue when I get home, unfortunately, you know, uh, yes. um, but I definitely set a time for it because I can't do schoolwork once it's after 6 p.m. Like my mm. brain, like actually just it doesn't is not like work like that anymore. Like, you know, yeah. like I I can't, you know, sit and type up anything anymore like it's just tired I had my day and I'm ready to just wind down um and I and I'm very in tune with my body you know and so I'm not going to force my body to do that yeah that's why I try to plan ahead if I know I have another like a huge assignment to complete by this certain time I will give myself that time to work on it you know rather mm -hmm. than like um wait on it because I know for a fact I will never get to it if it's if I leave it towards the end you know and so um that's definitely taken some time for me to incorporate that habit into my routine because back then I was like gee I don't care I'll, I'll do it when I feel like it but yeah. nope that doesn't fly in college so yeah. um I uh, definitely had to figure out a way and a system that works for me um, but that's just what I do personally. I know everyone's different. They have mm -hmm. other things to do. Um, I'm very fortunate to, uh, I feel like I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> my parents, I'm the youngest of my family. So like, I feel like I don't have as much responsibility. Um, Ceci, I know you have a lot to do <laughs> all the time, you know, but that's how, that's why I respect you a lot. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I respect you a lot as well. <laughs> I hope you know thank that. You. I really do. Um, uh, yeah, I think everyone has their own sort of way that they balance all of their things and all of their stressors. Yeah, um, but I guess some tips and strategies that we could share. So what you were mentioning, like that time management aspect, planning ahead, uh, setting aside time to separate these kinds of uh, different aspects of your life. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, some of the things that I do is uh, taking little breaks in between those different things. So I'll go from work to doing schoolwork, right? So yeah. I go from my job to doing schoolwork at yeah. home, but mm -hmm. I try not to go straight into it. I'll try and take maybe like an hour. I'll watch a movie or something before mm -hmm. I start. So that way I give my brain a little break. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I do. I'm not the best at planning. So I <laughs> I seriously admire you. I'm also the, I'm the one who will do like my assignment at like 10 PM <laughs> and do at like 12. I, I am not that good at planning ahead, awesome. but if I take those breaks and if I give my mind some resting period yeah. or a resting period, yeah. um, I'll be able to complete my work better mm -hmm. and more successfully. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for that's sure. That's something that I do. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's really important to take those breaks as well. You know, um, part of stress management and also just part of self-care as well like it doesn't matter what you do in between like for example you, you go you watch a movie or you do something in between mm -hmm. your work and then like after you watch a movie and then you do your uh, school work yeah um, it doesn't matter what you do you know it could just be you just zoning out yeah <laughs> for a good 15 minutes or you get up and just you know do some dishes yeah literally <laughs> I, I know that's not enjoyable but like it's just doing something that isn't like Right. You know, like just anything. It doesn't matter. Something to that be. you want to do in between the things right. that you have to do. Right. It's just anything you have to do to, for you to feel like, oh, let me take a quick break from here and then hop back in. Because that break is so important to hop, like before hopping into doing work, because I feel like you're giving your brain a break. And so that you can go back in and, you know, you, you, you'll be more efficient. Oh, yeah. 
Speaking of breaks, I think that is a great segue into our next topic of digital detoxing. I think this is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, I am currently on a social media break just for like the month of November. Um, I noticed that I was spending a lot of time on my social media apps. Uh, (laughs) I was looking at my time, my screen time things and I was like, holy crap, this is way too long. Detoxing. Oh, well, it's not in the term. We're not talking about a detox. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Go on. Go on. Sorry. Sorry. It just, yeah, it just triggered it. my brain. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, go on. Go on. But I'll, I'll refer to it as like a digital break from now on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just to go. So with that break that I'm taking, um, it's been helping me a lot personally in just not spending my free time on social media. So I'm not just mindlessly, mindlessly scrolling, yes. getting mm-hmm. really quick little shots of dopamine, you know, <laughs> like just scroll, 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 scroll. And then I end up spending like three hours on Instagram before I know it. Yeah. Um, and I've been taking that break and it's been really, really helping, especially in terms of my stress levels. I've noticed this is something that's also working for me personally. It may mm-hmm. not work for everyone like this. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do think that, uh, a lot of people spend excessive amounts of time on social media. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not good for you because it doesn't help you manage your stress. It's almost like a, uh, a form of escapism, if you will. Um, so I've noticed that it's really been helping me, uh, just because I'm able to have more time in my day to do the things that I need to do as well as the things that I want to do. So those three hours that I would have been spending on an app scrolling in bed. Now I have more time to do, everything. <laughs> I just have those extra three hours in my life. Anything else. Yeah. Anything literally yeah. anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And that's not to say I'm not doing this permanently, but mm-hmm. it's just a good reminder sometimes of the time that I'm spending throughout my day. So occasionally, you know, I'll redownload the app to add a new friend on Instagram and maybe check my messages. But mm-hmm. like once I'm done and I know that I have stuff to do this week, I'll just kind of delete the app just so that way it's not easily accessible on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just one of the things that I've been doing and it's been really helping me. But um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes just lowering your screen time can really help you be more present, more in the moment and focus on the world around you. Yeah, no, I really like that because especially when you said um, you're not doing it permanently, but I think the Mm -hmm. timing really matters. You know, like if you know that you're like, oh, this moment in my life, I really need to focus on, you know, um, XYZ, you want to make that time for those things, you know, rather than just know, knowing that social media could be a huge distraction um, or it can be a stressor for you, removing it and eliminating it will definitely help you reduce that stress level. Yeah. I totally see that. And I really, I, I think I gave it a try this one time during the <laughs> summer, which was interesting. Like speaking of timing, I don't think it was the right timing ish because right. I was bored out of my mind. Because yeah. <laughs> it was summer, you know, like I didn't mm-hmm. have school to keep myself busy or anything. But I guess it was also because I was like, oh, I have nothing to stress me out right now. Like I don't have school to stress me out. So yeah. I'm really going to take this time to, you know, focus on myself, focus on the people around me, um, on my relationships and all that stuff. And so I stayed off, I think, like, it's like three weeks. <laughs> no, no, like, I was so like, great. It was like three weeks. And then I was just like, you know, what? coming back, I felt like I was like, I, f- I felt lighter as a person you yeah know, because a lot of times I scroll on social media and I see um you know this and that and I'm like oh I want to do that I want to do that like you know, it's a lot of comparison 
yes. that's the thing that I that leads me to like a lot of my stress is like I compare myself to a lot of things I see hmm. but at the same time we need to remind ourselves that social media is just a platform to show people what we want people to see you know and so you know, just stay away from comparing yourself to others it's for your own good but um yeah you know reduce your, your screen time <laughs> i always check my screen time you know like at the end of the week like they send you the little thing and i'm like oh, like if it increases it's i'm rough. like i'm like why you know but when that, yeah. it decreases, i'm like oh my god i literally did everything <laughs> yes uh, but yeah i totally see that yeah and oh really quick i think i would like to just like a footnote uh I don't want to vilify social media. Oh, I yeah. still think it's like a great uh, way to connect with people and it mm -hmm. creates community. So I don't want to vilify it, but exactly like you said, it's finding the right time to take those breaks. Mm -hmm. I'm taking this break for the month of November because I'm focusing on writing my master's applications on my schoolwork <laughs> um, and doing all that sort of stuff. So it just totally worked within my schedule to take that break. But like yeah. you said, it doesn't have to be like a permanent thing and it doesn't have to be... Um, at the it doesn't have to be like so random you can plan it out for when you want to take those breaks yeah of course i also think there's a lot to talk about with stress in terms of like cultural and societal impacts um i know that a lot of times different cultures can have different perspectives on how stress is supposed to look like on how you should feel it um things like that i know in latino culture it's very common uh to like if you're stressed, one, you don't talk about it, mm -hmm. but two, it's like, you better be stressed because if you're not, you're not, you're not working, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. you, be you better be stressed, <laughs> but then yeah. don't talk about yeah. it. <laughs> no, that's interesting because what I'm not like, I totally see where you're coming from because I have experienced that myself too within like with my family, but it's like when they're saying like, oh, you're stressed, like they normalize stress. But they don't normalize the concept of seeking help for stress. Yes. You know, because they're like, you're stressed. Okay, well, everybody's stressed. Yes. Well, like, yeah. I know that. No, <laughs> you know? literally. Like, of course, like, everyone is stressed. But, like, they're like, oh, you're stressed. Don't complain about it. Yeah. Like, they, you'll be fine. You know, type of thing. Like, they'll exactly. just brush it off. But instead of, like, encouraging you to, like, oh, are you stressed? Oh, is it, like, impacting your health or anything? Like, like mm -hmm. be more concerned about it. Um, like, I don't blame them for that because it's just a cultural thing, you know? Like, they don't really further understand, like, the the actual risk of like being too stressed mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just interesting for me like it's hard for me to even um explain that to like my parents for example like i'm like oh i'm like oh my gosh i'm so stressed this and that and yeah they're like oh you'll be fine and then like that isn't what i'm seeking for when i'm yeah. trying to talk to somebody you know what i mean yeah. um but yeah i don't really know <laughs> i don't know how to like really change that for them or like help them understand um like being a support system when it comes to when I'm talking about my stress. I don't right. know, like they're great at supporting, you know, but it's just, I feel like it's also the language barrier that gets in between what I'm trying to explain to them, um, like concepts of stress management. Yeah. They're like, okay, go to sleep, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> that's them. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks, mom. That's going to solve all my problems. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah. There is also, uh, I noticed that you mentioned like that stigma for seeking help. And mm -hmm. I think that's huge in a lot of cultural contexts of like, there's a big stigma of seeking uh, stress, like seeking help for stress related issues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's seen as being weak or it's oh, seen yeah. as uh, a fault. Yeah, um, And that's definitely present, I think in a lot of different cultures, that kind of stigma. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of like societal definitions of stress and 
um, I think that heavily influences like every individual's perception of how they can be stressed or what stress looks like. Exactly. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you get to have control or you get to choose, you know, how right. you want to feel or think about um, stress mm-hmm. or what you want to do to either alleviate that stress or how you want to like, you know, um, seek out for help. Because I feel like <clears throat> if you feel like you need that support, you go look for that support, you know, like don't feel like you have to hold it all to yourself. Um, so that's where I think self-care really comes into. Yeah. Like a lot of times I feel like when we mention the word self-care, they're like, oh, pamper yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like there's more to that too, self-care. Yeah. You know, like it could, how does self-care look like to you, for you personally? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's always a lot easier said than done. It's really hard to um, engage in self-care practices regularly mm-hmm. and do it in a way that really, really helps you. And sometimes those options aren't available to you too. Exactly. Um, so for me, I, yeah, I take a lot of breaks. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, take a lot of mental breaks. Yeah. I like to pamper sometimes in a way of like, you know, like a face mask, which isn't like that much pampering, but like a face mask yeah. and do my hair, do mm-hmm. my little hair routine and it just makes me feel a little bit more ready. It yeah. makes me feel done up and <laughs> it kind of alleviates some of the stress of daily life just in the way of like, you know what? Everything else is going to melt away. And mm-hmm. for two hours, all I'm going to do is massage my face with this cream <laughs> and massage my hair with this leave-in conditioner. Yeah. Like it's it's nice to take that time for myself. So that's some of the things that I do. What about you? Yeah, I um, I have two definition for myself, actually, oh. because I, you know, self-care has been something that I've been trying to, you know, work towards and do more for myself. But there are some there are some days where I'm like, self-care is going to look like me staying in bed. Oh, yes. Staying it inside, so literally not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, of course, I'll still text people. But like, I, I just don't want to associate with people, you know? Yes. And so I would stay at home, you know, have a good meal, whether it's to cook something or to order it from my order in from my favorite place, Hell you know, yeah. turn on my favorite movie or my favorite shows, you know, just something like that. It's just being lazy. Yes. <laughs> you know, like not I feel like you, I don't have to do anything. Like I have zero responsibility in this world at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> a great quote that I love that directly ties to yeah. that not caring is a form of self-care. I love that. Or it can be. It not can caring be. can look like a form of self-care. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. So yes, totally. So when, Snap to that. So when, <laughs> so when I get the opportunity to do that, that's what I want to do. But there are, of course, some days where, um, like on rare days where I have the, the, the day off, <laughs> I will want to go out and do something fun. Yeah. You know, like that's when I have the energy and the I'll go out. So I like either just going out on a, a little date with my partner, you know, like we, we don't really do much when I like look for a self-care day out. Like he'll ask me like, what do you want to do? Like it's your final day. I'm like, oh, I just want to go get lunch and then go walk in the park. And yeah. He's like, and I'm like, oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. No, that's, <laughs> he's like, that's oh, oh. He's like, oh, that's it. Um, I was like, yeah. He's like, no, you finally have a day off. Do you really not go anywhere? I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Know. It's listening to yourself. I think Mm -hmm. that's a huge aspect of mindfulness, which overall ties into just like stress reduction, stress management, being mindful of your stress levels, self-reflecting a lot as often as you can, just taking a moment to think to yourself, like, 
wow, I'm really stressed right now. Yeah. What can I do? And acknowledging that it's okay to be stressed. We're not saying to eliminate all no, stress. Yeah. Eliminate all stress from your life right now. It is it's not gone. For you. <laughs> Goodbye. Nah, it's just nah. about being mindful about it. Because yeah. sometimes when we push um, push away reflection and the mindfulness practices, we can sometimes turn to unhealthy coping strategies for our stress. Mm -hmm. And we want to try and avoid those things. You know, we, we want to turn to um, practices that are good for our bodies and help us throughout our day. So I think some great examples of that um, would be like breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. um, it is really nice for helping you manage your stress because oftentimes stress can increase your heart rate and increase your breathing. And so sometimes taking the moment to clear your mind and just think about the numbers of counting for breathing mm, for can sure. really, really help. Um, so one of the breathing exercises that uh, we'll walk you through today is called box breathing. Mm -hmm. um, box breathing is four seconds each for inhaling, holding, and exhaling. Mm -hmm. This one is a really good for uh, really good technique for just kind of balancing yourself all around. Um, and then there's also the four, seven, eight technique, which mm -hmm. is good for engaging your body's uh, relaxation response. So there's the inhaling for four seconds, holding for seven and exhaling for eight. Yes. And these are just some great ways to kind of take your mind off of whatever stressor you may be thinking about and just focus on those numbers like, yeah, like one, two, or, you know, like, yeah, just, just counting. Um, yeah, you can totally look up these uh, breathing exercises on like YouTube. And what I like is like just having the video on and I'm focusing on the counting. Yeah. And the breathing. That's it. You know, mm. um, and you can do this literally anywhere, you know, like find a quiet place to sit or stand or lay down, whatever you feel comfortable doing. If you can lay down in your office, right, go right in. Pose, in the office <laughs> pose, just whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do to feel relaxed and comfortable and safe, you do that, you know, and just practice the breathing exercise. Um, mm. I, like last week we were in a, uh, a team meeting and I was getting nervous in the meeting, but we, luckily one of our uh, coordinators, she was, uh, she turned on a that actually similar one. Was it the four seven? I think one? it was the four seven. Yeah, eight. it was a four seven eight one. We did it all together. Yeah, and that was great. I felt definitely like I can tell the difference. You know, yeah, I, I felt less nervous. Like my chest was not as tense. You know, because right? like it was like was you breathing in and out. <laughs> so, you I know, know. <laughs> it's surprising how well breathing, conscious breathing helps. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. like aware being aware of your breathing and and practicing like slower breathing mm -hmm. it's so weird how it helps but and you wouldn't really think that it does because we just kind of naturally breathe we don't think yeah. about it but if you stop and yeah. think about it oh my god it helps yeah <laughs> it really helps because like like you said we just naturally breathe and like we don't really notice the, just the benefit you know that yeah. comes with just focusing on your breathing and like yeah. you know, taking because we, we yeah we breathe but like we don't just have those like deep inhale and exhale all the time yeah you know um so just you know being able to do that and expanding our lungs a little bit definitely helps us with um feeling less nervous it just feels nice absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it feels really nice for and me. that's not to say that breathing is going to solve all of our stress oh, no. problems but <laughs> I um i know i wish, I wish breathing just breathing slower did yeah. that um but it can just help you uh, take a moment for reflection and mindfulness, which will be great in just a technique for managing your stress. Yeah. There's also, I mean, the aspect of social support networks, having people around you to help 
having people to lean on when you're in those times of stress that are overwhelming, um, which is okay. It's okay to rely on other people for help sometimes. We all need that. Yeah. I mean, there's also, oh, the Mind Spa. You want to talk about the Mind Spa a little bit? I can't believe I almost skipped that. Um, the Mind Spa is great. It's located in Shack for PSU for Portland State students here. Um, you get up to three appointments per yes. term and each appointment or each session is going to be about 45 minutes long mm-hmm. um, and you get the whole room to yourself. It's 310 on the third floor of Shack. Um, someone's going to be there to you know help you but if you are interested you can always book a session online on the Shack website mm-hmm. and there's just really cool stuff in there. It's just a cool nice space all to yourself. There's a light therapy alcove. So you're thinking of, you know, you just want to lay down, literally stare up at the ceiling, or you want to read a book, or you want to listen to some music, or you want to take a quick nap. You can definitely do that. There is um, yoga mats, there's coloring books in there, Mm -hmm. anything to help you feel like for you to feel comfortable and feel relaxed. And there's ah, my favorite. You ready, guys? A massaging chair. That's right. You heard that right. I love that. Massage chair. It's, it's like, it's like nice a one. good one. It's oh, like yeah. a bougie one. It know? is a bougie one. Yeah. Full body. Full body. Ceci can speak more about that because she actually tried that. I did. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. Everyone was in the room and I just, I was like, what was it? They were like, does anyone want to volunteer to try it I was so my shy. Hand, my hand shot up. I was like, I volunteer as tribute. I will do this massage chair right now. And I'm telling you guys, it is so worth it's it. It's very nice. Highly yeah, recommend. Definitely. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's our mind spot. And we also have a virtual one as well. We can oh, link yeah. them uh, uh, in the description box, both the one to the... The, the physical mind spot yes. and one to the virtual mind spot as well. So if you guys are interested, you guys can definitely look into that. Um, but yeah, that's a little spiel about the mind spot. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, which I guess also ties into that kind of like social support network. <laughs> we have here at Portland State as students, so many resources available to us um, for helping manage stress. We have the well-being coaches and everything we're talking about is linked in the description. We have our little links all there. Mm -hmm. So feel free to scroll through that if you want to check any of this out. But we have our well-being coaches. We have all the peer health educators, which me and Tina are a part of, as well as Samin. Um, Yeah, we are all here, third floor, um, as well as the counselors down below to help you manage Mm -hmm. your stress. so many resources yeah so, so many, many. Resources. we have a lot um and yeah we have all these information provided for you guys so please feel free to explore it and if you have any questions um you can definitely go- directly go to the health promotion department which is on third floor of shack or you can email us or you can even you know fill out we have a little survey in our oh, description yeah. for you guys to have any feedback we would love to hear feedback so please yeah communicate with us reach out yeah Reminder that um, we are here for you. You are not alone in any of this, especially Mm -hmm. your stress. If you need help, please reach out. Please try to reach out. Just take that first step. Mm -hmm. It's oftentimes the hardest and the most important one. Yes. Um, We have all of those resources available and we want to help too. And we're human. Yeah. (laughs) Please talk to us. We don't buy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and we will catch you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. 
We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number, 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resource links in the episode description, as well as a link to an episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor.